Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bogey Society podcast, uh, welcoming mediocre golfers from around the world into one common collective. I'm Brennan. And I'm Nick. And uh, we are here to talk some golf with you guys. Um, a little bit about ourselves. We started this uh, page a little under six months ago um, with the hopes to uh, bring the golf society together with some funny meme content and some good uh, content coming in our way with uh, recording and stuff. And now we got this podcast rolling and uh we're here to talk some golf with you guys yeah so we post a lot of memes right now obviously if you're listening to this you it's likely you probably follow the page and see see kind of what we do we're slowly working to kind of start upgrading our uh, our own production value a little bit to get some cool videos and stuff out there but for now we're uh, we're running the running in the meme game pretty pretty much memes and viral content and stuff but it's been great we're proud of how how much we've grown so really exciting to be doing this yeah we just want to thank the over almost 6,000 people that have joined the community in the last uh, under six months here. It's been awesome growing with you guys and communicating with uh, everybody that we've talked to so far and, you know, in our comments and in our DMs and stuff. And everyone's been really awesome and really nice and supportive. So we just want to throw a big thanks to, you know, everybody that's uh, been growing with us and watching us grow so far. So but with that, let's jump into it. Let's, uh, let's talk some masters here. Wow. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie that that was as happy. I'm as happy as I am for Dustin Johnson. That was an extremely boring master Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It was, uh, you know, he kind of was leading this thing pretty much the whole way. And it, the way he was firing the ball around there, it really didn't seem like at any point that someone was going to come chase him down or anything like that. He was just in cruise control for the last two days. So yeah and even he came out and um he made a disappointing par on two it looked like and then birdied three so that was good but then he made back-to-back bogeys and he only hit one of four of the first four no one of the first five fairways because he missed the seventh fairway also and i was if that driver was out of control i was starting to be like okay if dustin comes around to the back and isn't and the driver's not looking so tight this if he drops a couple shots this thing could really get switched up but he got it under control pretty much right away on the eighth hole striped one down and from that point on you just knew it was over it was insane he he really was just throwing absolute darts pretty much everywhere after that point i mean he was just driving the ball right down the fucking gut every time and then yeah. sticking darts on the green and making putts from you know just the easiest points and it looked like for the, for the most part when he was getting most of his, his putts to fall he had people going in front of him before so he got to get the read and he just was dropping everything so um he was pretty much like i said on cruise control for a lot of the day it felt like yeah um, yeah. um i was just like i was just hoping for some action man and even cameron smith and abraham answer like not the most exciting names i feel like abraham answer is actually a name we're starting to see a lot more up towards the top of leaderboards he's sick but i was just really hoping that one of them was going to come up and do it too but and on Saturday, like Justin and Rory were just starting to get keep it in the mix. And you're like, oh man, maybe t- 
tomorrow, if, if DJ isn't looking as good, then this could be a really crowded leaderboard. But he just had such an opportunity to run away. And M, M was, was, I've never seen someone put on such a clinic with his wedges. I mean, he, he was leaving stuff short and not hitting greens, but it, it, it didn't matter. Every single time he had a wedge in his hand, he stuffed it to two, three feet and was just making tap-ins. And it, it was blowing my mind. I think it was on 17. He blew one pass, um, past the green with with a three wood, and it probably went I don't know maybe like twenty five yards past the green. You know, he just takes his fifty two out and just drops the thing within five feet of the cup, and it's like that's what frustrates me the most. You know, watching professional golfers go out there because you know we're sitting there around the greens, just have no idea what we're actually doing. We're just trying to get it close. But I mean, these guys, they just it's so next level of what they have in their bags compared to us I mean we, yeah. we have no chance I mean if if that was me in that situation where he was on 17 I would have been you know chipping again after that and maybe again after that just to even get it on the green I mean yeah yeah absolutely um also I'm looking at Dustin's last master's finishes so it since 2015 he's finished t6 T4. 2017, he didn't play because that was the year he fell down the stairs. <laughs> 2018, T10. And then 2019, T2. So he's been right there in the past. On the door. Absolutely knocking on the door. It was bound to happen. I, Dustin's so good. And just, I mean, if you look at his last, you know, five starts, I mean, he's been at top five in pretty much every one of his starts. And over the last couple of months here, he's really just been putting on a clinic with every tournament he's played in. I mean, when you go back to that, when he was 30 under at that one tournament, I mean, that's just crazy. And he takes the record from Tiger and, and Jordan for the lowest ever at, at the Masters, which is, you know, something that you would kind of expect Dustin to do with how good he really is. It's it's really crazy. Also, I believe also set a record with number of strokes he won by. Yeah. Yeah. This was a record, which is so, it's just crazy. Two really historic masters in some ways in the last two years that we've had. They've been really, really, really good stuff to see. I will say Saturday, I was so excited for Tiger Woods. Oh, Even yes. after Friday, yes. I'm like, he hung around. He shot, I think he shot one under on Friday. He had to do some work on Saturday, but he set himself up. And he really just, he didn't do what he needed to do on Saturday to get himself in the position on Sunday. Yep. Saturday was moving day and he did not move. You know, I thought going into it, if he could get to seven under, maybe to nine under going into the, that last round, he would have had a chance. Um, but being one under, you know, after after saturday after that round that just that just ain't gonna cut it for these for these guys out there i mean there, there's so many good players and when you're trying to win a, another green jacket one one under and around just isn't gonna cut it and you know moving into sunday you know he kind of needed a miracle already and you know that that 10 he posted on uh, on 12 was just an absolute disaster and at that point you know obviously he was all counted out and then what's he do after that puts in five birdies in a row after that like that's he made five birdies in a row after that yeah so he birdied five of the last six i believe hold on let me make sure fact check here he was minus one on a day so from third he birdies 13 pars 14 birdies 15 16 17 and 18 so wow he was on fire after that he was obviously very mad that, that he 
you know, scored a 10 on 12 and just went on an absolute rampage after that. So well, who knows what would have happened if he parred that and, you know, kind of got some momentum going. But Man, I was concerned, though, because I don't know if you saw, but when he was climbing out of that bunker – on 12 after he had hit two in the water and then finally and then just knocked one over the green in the bunker too when he was climbing out of that bunker he had to put his putter up on the outside and like hoist himself up and he was wincing and i don't know if maybe he's just feeling a little tight because he hasn't played competitively in a while or if it's serious but like seeing him wincing like that did not bode well like he looked it looked like actual pain. So That's I was a scared about that. I, I hate when the big cat is in any kind of pain. I absolutely adore that man and everything he does out uh, out on the course. So seeing him laboring at any point, it looked like he was kind of laboring on Saturday too. He had to play a few more holes, obviously, because he uh, couldn't get his round all the way in on Friday. Um, and it, it just, it did look like he was, he was kind of tight and, um, you know, not to try and make excuses for the big guy, but really was really hoping for a better finish out of out of him uh, this week, but you know that's the the glory of uh, of the Masters. He gets to play that for the rest of his life, so he yeah. gets to keep coming back and try and take that thing. And that's the great thing about the Masters; it's so uh, strategical instead of just bomb bombs away. It's a lot of finesse on that golf course, and that will always hold very true for Tiger's game as being smarter than everybody out there. And you know, a lot of um, uh, one interesting stat that I also saw was regarding the point of like being able to play in the Masters forever if you win what's his name who was out there not sandy lyle there larry mize larry mize averaged i believe 247.9 off the tee on friday bryson averaged still still out driving me but you know it's whatever (laughs) bryson averaged 337 which is just the prime example of like why for no is a real thing because you can pound the freaking ball as hard as you want but when you're losing a ball in the rough on number three and then just getting and then he just got in his own head after that honestly he was a head case for the rest of the day i just it just looks uncontrolled and when he hits one straight and good when and when his game is firing when he's consistent he looks great but as soon as you, you see one crack it's like all the cracks get exposed yeah he, he looked like he was really struggling to figure out the driver there especially on the first day Bryson you know was was battling in the trees pretty much all around um on the first day and you could kind of just see you know what everyone had been waiting you know for months to kind of see what Bryson was going to do do at, at the Masters and he kind of let everyone down a little bit I mean he was really struggling with the driver and he was missing putts I mean uh, that first day he missed three or four just like absolute gimme putts for the pros I mean you're just sitting there that that were birdie opportunities or par saves and like dude, that's just not going to cut it at the Masters you can't be missing these kind of putts and it talking or you know listening to all the players all week the course conditions were super soft so everything was just sticking like darts out there and so he didn't really have a lot of the players didn't really have to worry about a lot of rollout and you know some of the more technical things that you usually have to expect and counter in for 
for the masters every year um when you're when everything's just sticking to the green it makes it a little bit easier and watching bryson just absolutely struggle out there um was kind of shocking um you know because i'm one of those people that you know with how crazy bryson's numbers he's gained 60 yards off his driver in this year um comparably to last year which is absolutely bonkers to start off with but when you look at his previous four starts at the masters they none of them were very good so i was kind of willing to toss all those previous rounds out the window and be like well bryson's basically a whole new golfer at this point yeah moving into this round and um he kind of showed that you know he's a kind of a head case out there and when stuff isn't going exactly how he wants it in his head the master scientist it's just not a good recipe for success for him so yeah i just i really thought can you hear me better now by the way yep okay oh i really just thought that you could just see him deflate after the third hole on friday he, he could not stop thinking about it you could see it in his face he was just pissed off after that and i really think that that hurt him but like he's gonna have to get better at just rolling with the punches in the and absorbing mistakes like that because at wingfoot when he won six under or whatever it was like he wasn't making mistakes the field was was failing and, and he was you could that really kept him confident but once he faces a little bit of trials it seemed like he he kind of started to lose his cool a little bit but you know i don't really mind like i feel like that's kind of a signal to people that like if even if you want to talk about rolling back a golf ball and this and that like at the end of the day if the player isn't consistent then they can drive it as far as they want but you got to get the ball in the freaking hole as everybody says so exactly and he's not exactly known for having the best wedge play out there and it definitely showed and usually he's really lights out with his putter and when you don't have the driver going and your putter's not working you're just not going to get good scores i'm sure that everybody can uh and empathize with that when you're battling from the trees all day and then you three jack and four jack on the green doesn't exactly uh compute for some good scores on the scorecard there so moving forward i was really stunned kind of watching justin thomas um not being able to kind of catch up i really thought that he was going to make a run today and you know kind of make this thing interesting and you know uh, his third round he shot a 71 and today he shot a 70 and you know that's that's just not going to cut it chief and i was really really hoping he was going to make a run for it and he just couldn't capitalize yeah couldn't turn the fire on i i don't feel like i really saw a whole lot of his shots in like a 70 that's a solid round you know if if can but not when scoring conditions are prime and you i feel like that sunday everyone that's behind dj they have to go out there thinking dustin is shooting in the 60s today he's yep. going to shoot in the 60s so we all have to shoot in the 60s and try to post the best score we can Yep. And like you were saying earlier, going out there and shooting one under or two under is just not is not going to do it on Sunday when you have DJ basically sh- assuredly going to make a birdie on every par five if, as long as he hits the fairway. Yep. I that like was the thing. That. Sorry, go ahead. I, I like that Rory just I don't know what was going on with him that first day shooting a 75 on the on the first round, but he was on fire after that. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, really 
fired off a 66, a 67, and a 69. So if he just didn't have a disastrous day on the first round, I mean, this could have been a whole different tournament. I mean, you're looking at their scores here. He did better than DJ on the final round. His final round. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he uh, Dustin beat him by one shot on the final round, and they sh- uh, Dustin shot a 65, 67, uh, 67, and then a 66, 70. And then, so, I mean, he would have been right right up there with them if he didn't have quite the, even if he put up a 70. I mean, yeah. he would have been right in the mix. And it's just another story with, with Rory is just his, his opening days. It just seems like he can't get it get it all together on that first day. And like I said, if he if he just did shot a 70 instead of a 75 there, he would have been right right at the top of the leaderboard challenging DJ. Yeah, and a charging Rory is maybe puts Scary. a little more pressure on you than when you're leading Cameron Smith and Abraham. Not that I don't like those guys. It's like I think they're I like both of their vibe a lot, but those just aren't the names that you really like are expecting to see at the top of the Masters leaderboard. Like you want it to be JT and Rory and DJ and Brooks duking it out. Exactly. And John Rahm. I mean, John Rahm was looking really good after that. What was after the second day? We had Dustin Johnson, JT, and John Rahm. I was like, let's go. We're going to have ourselves a weekend here. Oh, yeah. And they both just kind of fell apart. Oh yeah. And, but I also just want to say, like, I feel like DJ's win is in a, is a testament. Like the people that came and came behind him, like, I feel like have to be, they have to walk away from this week with just almost complete positives because yeah. Cameron Smith in second place and Sung JM in second place at minus 14. That's still an amazing 72 hole score at Augusta, but yeah, nice when you have a million dollars in your pocket too. Oh Yeah. When you got DJ beating the field by five strokes, you know that's that's out of that's out of their control at that point. You got players on the game. Kisner coming out a couple weeks ago when he when he won. when he was 30 under, he said, you know, when DJ's playing like that, it's just kind of time to kind of stat your uh, your pocketbook a little bit more and try and get up the leaderboard, but you know you're not going to catch him. And when DJ's on fire like that, it's pretty proven you ain't touching him. And it's just really proving that DJ is by far the best golfer in the world right now, and there's just no stopping him. They were talking during the, during the round when we were all in quarantine and everything about how much he was practicing his putting and everything, and I think it really has made a difference strokes gained um in putting is obviously a huge huge stat for winning tournaments and fairways hit and he was you know top five in both of them so i mean that's that's just a good recipe for winning a lot of golf tournaments is going like that so yeah he hit he hit every single fairway on saturday which hitting every fairway every fairway during a round that'd be so awesome Dude, that Augusta rough isn't really like even that gnarly, but they have that all those trees. Yeah, and you really saw everyone was battling from the trees, which was pretty awesome to see that, you know, these pros aren't just as automatic as they look on TV as they were. Uh, there was a lot of play- people playing out of the trees all weekend long. Man, at the end of the day, even if I wasn't satisfied with the Sunday, it was just great to like have the Masters and the fact that there's going to be another Masters in just a few months. Yes. It's keeping me going. And we need to talk about how awesome the Masters app was. I mean, that was absolutely a game changer out there. I personally do not have cable at my house, so trying to watch golf is almost impossible without subscribing and paying for something. Having that Masters app be completely 
free and you can watch it wherever you want. The featured groups, Amen Corner, the live broadcast. That was that was everything. I was literally like out at work, just popping it out on uh, out on my phone, watching, uh, you know, as I could. And it, it was it was literally the best experience with with an app I've had. I mean, they, they were rivaling like the March Madness app because you can watch oh. all the March Madness games on that on that app when it uh, when it comes out every year. And that was just great work out of the Masters team there to allow everybody to watch that for free. Man, I must have just been out of the loop for some reason because I was just watching it in a web browser, (laughs) (laughs) even on my phone. Like I just had, which it still has all the stuff, like all the features, all the different videos. But yeah, I had at my office, I have two monitors. I sent you a picture, obviously, of the Mm -hmm. setup, but normally I'm always working on two monitors. But Master's Week, one screen is always dedicated to the broadcast. So gotta have it. Yeah, it felt it was good to be tuned in to some golf. It feels like it's been a while since I've been really like really tuned into a tournament all right so let's let's switch gears and talk about the the outfit situations that was going on at the masters um you brought it to my attention um earlier um about how nike seemed like they were scripting the outfits for the players and um they do do script the outfits for the players so let's let's dive into this a little what are you what are you saying I think scripting, like, if they want to plan a cool one, if they want to have a theme, cool. But I just think it's lame when you see two guys wearing an outfit on the same day, and then the next day you see two other guys wearing the same outfit. They're all just switching. Like, can they just have some damn freedom? Like, or you could give them a book of options, like more than just a brown, a pink, a black, and a red. Like, come on, let's get let's get some variety in here. I want to see some flair. I want to see what the players like to wear. You know, not your stupid outfit. And what is up with Nike? Can do so much better. I was not happy with the shoes that that the players were wearing either. What what was on Rory's feet? What happened Dude. to the six shoes with the snakeskin that he used to wear? Those were freaking wet. I I was not thoroughly impressed with a lot of the outfits that were going on out there. Um, I did like um, Homeboy in the in the suspenders. I was like, that's a classic classic dad move out there, yeah. pulling out the suspenders, you know, just moseying around the golf course in a suspenders. That was just you know a class move out of my man's. Um, but yeah, the having people wear the same polos on the same day. I mean, come on, Nike has whole teams of marketing people and all this stuff and you're gonna have two players wear the same polo in one day like yeah. get out of here i mean you um, guys have all the resources to put somebody uh, put every single player on tour in a different color polo every every day of the week so why are we matching polos with different high class players and it's like you'll also notice like they all had the same colors so like thursday tiger's wearing this brown polo but it had that like textured look to it like the like mm-hmm. ribbing almost like it looked like it was like a ribbed shirt with the banded collar and then brooks brown shirt has like the white piping on and it's a regular cut like can they just if they have preferences just let them have their taste just let them wear what they want to wear i think scripting's dumb i think maybe some of them like it though maybe some of them like not having to think about what they're gonna wear it's just like a lot of money involved my man and that's that's the issue that's Um, true golf, golf is very very tidy tidy and gotta play by the rules and all that other garbage so that's kind of why that stuff happens not that we all agree with it because i would love to see some players coming out there with some crazy stuff some like yeah. 
insane polos, some cool designs and stuff like that. So, I mean, like, speak- wait, would you be talking about maybe a, a cool design polo, like a proud 90 golf polo, perhaps? Oh, buddy. Now, let me tell you about this company. It would have changed the masters if they were Man. wearing these polos. Um, so let me tell you about my friends over at proud 90 golf. All right. These guys make some really awesome polos. They are making a fun change of pace for from traditional golf into boring old golf polos with some awesome, crazy designs. They sent me a package a couple weeks ago and I rep it pretty much every time I go to the golf course and and I get a compliment every single time asking me where I get these awesome polos. They are so comfortable and stretchy and they, they are just far none a awesome brand. You know, you can really, it'd be really cool to see like a group of people going to like an outing in some of these things. They would definitely win best dress no matter what. So why don't you guys go give them um, a look at Proud90. Um, if you use Bogey10 at checkout, it'll get you 10% off your uh, uh, your polos and all your gear from them and uh go get yourself some really awesome polos going into next year so if i can just if i may just say this about proud 90 so everybody's got a, everybody's got a striped polo everybody's got a nice solid colored polo everybody's got maybe one uh, one with maybe a slightly different design we've all got our little polos with our different designs but none of the designs do it like proud 90 does don't you want a polo that's uh, that screams out i'm a fun guy i like to drink drinks out of pineapples and and have shirts with flamingos on them. I, it's like it's like island. It's like beach. It's like I'm here to party. That's what golf should be about, and that's what Proud Ninety makes it about. And it yeah, I think you. I think the at is also at Proud Ninety Golf. The number ninety Proud Nine Zero Golf website uh, is in their bio. And yep, as Nick said, our code is Bogey Ten. It just makes you look way cooler out on the golf course. It makes you just look like you know what you're doing out there when you're yep. just super confident with your look out there. It just makes you play better golf all around. So like I yep. said, go check them out. Use Bogey Tenet at uh, checkout. Get yourself some awesome polos. Absolutely. All right. Moving forward here. So. We had a huge argument on our page the other day. We uh, that we did. We posted a video um, from one of our friends uh, at Range Kings of him um, hitting each one of his clubs with his distance for each one of his clubs, and it started a shit show in our comment section on this post. Now, let's just say this is a very tame and just kind of fun video. It wasn't supposed, everybody gets so upset when someone posts their swing on the internet, but it was just cool. It was a cool video. It was dark, so you could see every single ball flight, and he went all the way from 60 degree to driver, so it was cool to just see as the loft changed to watch the ball get lower and lower, and like, I mean, he hit a two iron, hit a six stinger, and like, I also, his swing is just super, he brings his hands up really high and drops nice and it's a very like Cameron Champ-esque move like very very like slingshotty Yes. It was it's sick. I love that swing. Aesthetically to look at this guy's swing. And might I just add, before we really dive into this, this kid is a D3 college golfer, okay? So he is already going to kick your ass on the golf course, regardless of this video, with all of you swing coaches uh, commenting in our, in our comments section. Um, and any of you that want to say, like, oh, you know better this or that, and like, oh, he's only D3, like, who playing golf for a school is playing golf for a school a school thought he was good enough at golf 
to pay him to come and play there. Not to pay him, but to pay for his schooling. Yes. It, it, <sighs> I do get very tired of, of, of people coming um, on other people's posts and trying to talk shit about their golf swing, knowing damn well that they're not any good at golf either. So where are you going to come in and try and bash somebody for their yeah. golf swing? Yeah, uh, that that stuff is very annoying to me, especially when I post uh, post videos of my swing because I don't have the most aesthetically pleasing swing. But you know what? My ball goes down the middle of the fairway and I make it in the hole. So um, and I, I yeah, I don't really have time for a lot of people coming uh, coming into people's comment sections and just trashing them. Golf is supposed to be nice. We're all supposed yeah. to be friends like I will say here. it's fun though. Sometimes like I really enjoy commenting back to people like that come on the post just to say negative stuff and just try to like roast them a little bit or just like so relax. Like it's all about fun or this or that. So for example, one of the people that commented, actually, this comment didn't even make any sense to me. He was like, oh, your four iron goes 220, but your driver only goes 280. How does that make any sense? I'm like, I feel like that's about exactly the gap it would be. Yeah, not exactly a huge gap between between lofts there. I mean, especially because he's at a range. It's not like he's getting exact yardage for yeah. each one of his golf balls. He can't then, just go out there and laser his golf ball after that and find out exactly how far yeah, he's all just to guess exactly how far it is he usually hits it anyways and that range also you could so clearly see in the video it was straight dirt it was chewed up so he was yeah. hitting every club off a tee because he's like right. i would rather hit this off of a tee than try to hit it off this clumpy ass dirt right. everyone was commenting like who the fuck it's a wedge off a tee and this and that i'm like who look at his golf swing yeah right <laughs> and, at the wrong thing here <laughs> But someone commented also and was saying like some sh- something. And I was like, oh, so where's your swing at? And he was like, my page. So I immediately went and followed him. Mm-hmm. And he low-key had a silky smooth golf. <laughs> a beautiful swing. And so That's the I, worst. That's the yeah. worst. You're like, all right, buddy, let's see your swing. And then you go check out their swing. You're like, oh, okay. I'm going to go take a back seat here yeah. because I'm trashing golf. And maybe you do know what you're talking yeah. about. So I went, I responded again. And I was like, you have an amazing golf swing. I it's much better than mine but also this guy's golf swing is so nice that doesn't mean that this one's not nice either once again d3 college athlete he would whoop your ass on a golf course so yeah so that was dude honestly kind of it's kind of fun to just get into those little arguments sometimes i i it's it just gives us fuel to talk about on the podcast and absolutely gives you some entertainment so all right, guys. Well, I think we're about to wrap it up on our first podcast here. Um, but yep. before, uh, before we end here, you have something else oh, to I say? Oh, I just want to say as we move into the future, we'll probably start lengthening the episodes a little more, just get some more content to talk about. But this week, we kind of just wanted to give our quick takes on the Masters, give a little discussion of um, our Instagram. And also, as this as next golf season starts to swing around, anybody listening, be ready. Um, Nick is in the Detroit metro area. I'm in the Chicago metro area. We might both be in Chicago soon. We'll see. But we're looking to get some events going, some outings next year it's it's all we're about inclusivity we're about having fun we're about just 
golf being for everybody. So don't feel any stress about it being some hectic thing. But yeah, hopefully we can um, get some events going and start bringing bringing people together that love the yeah, game. We're, we're all about trying to, you know, market with other people and, you know, make the, the, the golf community as strong as it can be. You never know who you're going to meet um, in this world. And, you know, if we can put on events to, you know, help people, um, you know, meet somebody else that can help them, you know, with what they're doing in their lives and we can share tips and, and stuff like that, you know, that's that's kind of the the keys that, that we're looking for is meeting meeting new people and kind of seeing where everything can go. So, you know, we're super excited, super excited to uh, keep growing with this page and seeing where we're going to go with that and just be on the lookout for um, what we, we got going on. Um, so moving forward here, we're, we're just going to keep pumping out content and seeing, seeing what happens. But once again, we just want to thank everybody for, for listening in and following our page. And um, hopefully everyone uh, keeps, uh, keeps shooting some low rounds here. Absolutely. Um, so before we leave, we just got to talk about one more awesome product that uh, we would like to share with you guys. It is uh, four card games. Um, this is a card game that you would bring on the golf course with you and um, play the round with you. It's a really cool idea. We're making a content video with it to really explain everything that goes on with it and how to play it and everything. It's a huge change of pace from your traditional just shoot the ball and get it in the hole and score it and move on and try and beat your friends. This is a whole different kind of game where you pull cards from the deck and you get a format on each different hole and another card where it kind of tells you what to use and um, you know different stuff. So it's a really exciting thing that you can bring on the golf course with your friends and you know play around with and it will just be completely different from your normal round of golf um so it's definitely a really cool gift idea with the holiday seasons rolling around that you could uh buy for the golfer in your household a friend um, a girlfriend a boyfriend um so um if you want to go check them out it is um at four card golf and if you use um, bogey society at checkout you will get 10 percent off and uh, guys these these cards are fun like everybody likes to play games on the golf course and these cards are going to allow you to play multiple different games on every hole like one hole you're going to play alternate shot one hole you're going to play four ball one hole you might play a scramble one hole you're going to play lone wolf like all these other games and then these blue cards that nick talked about the four keeps i mean they give you sick little bonuses like a foot wedge or cut your putt in half it just adds a nice spicy little layer and it's hopefully this is going to be a really big thing because who doesn't like we said we're all about inclusivity and having fun and that's exactly what four cards is it's going to do make it more fun for everybody so once again if you go to their page it is called four cards games on instagram and they've got a link uh to their to their actual website is www.fourcards.com and if you use bogey society you'll get 10 percent off all right b this is a wrap on our first podcast congratulations to you man we're uh we're doing big things here and we'll uh we'll check in with you guys next week um if you guys have any questions for us any ideas for us um to roll into the podcast um drop us an email at bogeysociety2020 at gmail.com 
and um, we'll we'll look over it and um, you know potentially put it in in the podcast. Um, and then for our Instagram page, um, any videos and stuff that you guys feel um, that you want to get shared on the page, just DM us on our Instagram. We'll respond and uh, we'll uh, move forward with putting stuff on the page. So we're all about growing the game and making funny content. So absolutely. All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. All right, Nick. Congrats to you too, buddy. This has been great. All right. Peace.